Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Hello, and how y'all doing? I am your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. Today's show is sponsored by WGO Consulting, the go-to company for buying and selling equipment companies. The company is headed by the industry's leading legal mind, Mr. James Waite. I, too, am an associate with James. We can be reached at James at WGO Consulting or me, Donald at WGOConsulting.com. And as always, a big thank you to all of our listeners, tell your friends and associates. I hope you enjoyed last week's show about managing by walking around and ways to leave a job, whether you're quitting or getting fired. And guys, get out of the office and see what's happening in your facilities. Do want to make a quick plug about my new book that is now available on Amazon, if you haven't heard. It's entitled, Screw You, The Comeback is Always Stronger Than the Setback. Jump on my roller coaster, as I thought I was set for life in the rental business, and you'll find horrific accidents, drugs, death, lawsuits, setbacks, and comebacks, and that's just the beginning of it all. And again, that's available on Amazon. Today's call-in number, 1-866-472-5790. And remember, you can always listen on demand after the show. And let me know there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have, and I'll do my best to get them. You can always reach me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can even have a live call or text me at 504 615 So what's new in the world of running today? Do you remember when it used to be gut feelings over data? Data drives everything now. But it always will be a people business. You know, the pioneers of this industry didn't have the luxury of the data we have now regarding fleet performance, customer performance, and so many other things. And there's more technology coming by the day. But the question is, do you still use it or do you still use guts over data? So today I want to tackle the workplace and subject matter being how to make work better. If you want to make a workplace where people actually want to work, there are concrete evidence-based things every worker can do to help workplaces be a shared sense of purpose and work ethic. When we imagine a desirable workplace culture, as we read about all the frills and tech companies these days, it often resembles a college dorm. I mean, everything from ping pong tables or kegs or beanbag chairs or bringing your pet to work, really? And so much more. But in reality, it means something different. A place where people actually want to work because They have a sense of purpose. Diverse perspectives are welcomed and people have the flexibility to live their lives outside of work. These cultural things are more challenging to achieve, in part because even as people's approach to life and work has evolved, the way workplaces function has largely remained the same. But again, there are concrete evidence-based things 
every worker can do to help workplaces be places we want to work. Like, sense of purpose. You have to help create an environment where people like what they do. People like their jobs more when they find meaning in them. A clear sense of the organization's mission and how their individual work contributes to it. And especially where there's so many different team members in our industry from the front to the back and on the road. Yet, less a third of people say they feel engaged at work. One reason is that finding purpose and meaning is complex. You can't just put it on a to-do list, but there are concrete things that workers can do. Like, meet the people whose lives you affect. Even though everyone's work, especially in our industry, ultimately helps other people, we don't always see it. But making that human connection improves productivity and happiness. So said a gentleman by the name of Adam Grant, a professor of management and psychology at the Wharton School. He did an experiment where he brought scholarship students to a university fundraising office for a short visit. Immediately, the number of fundraising calls and the amount of money they raised spiked. And similar effects have happened when customer service agents, which we all are, meet a customer. So, you have to do what you love. Most of us assume we're stuck doing our jobs the way we always have. But there's a way to redesign our jobs so they make us happier. A Yale professor, together with her colleagues, came up with an idea called job crafting, inspired by what freelancers and entrepreneurs do. Put simply, job crafting means breaking down your job into individual tasks and then asking which you want to do less of and more of. It can be taken on new projects or dropping certain responsibilities, working with new people, or even just shifting your perspective about what you do. For example, an overstretched office worker could turn some of their tasks into group projects so they could get both, <laughs> get both, both help and companionship. An internet service salesman might think of his job not as sales, but as connecting the world. You might think your boss would never let you change your job, but often it's because people don't ask. Good managers are likely to respond warmly if you want to. Say, uh, do more public speaking to promote the company at a local civic group luncheon, uh, be it Kiwanis or Rotary or something like that. Uh, get out and talk about what you do and what your company is all about. Or maybe start a new project or work with a new group of people. That's also why Mr. Grant suggests what is called entry interviews. That's when managers ask employees about their interests, values, and career goals before they start their jobs in the interview process. And as always, you have to make time for life 
outside of work. It's easier to enjoy your time at work if you can step away from it when you need to. It might seem counterintuitive in a guide to improving workplace culture to focus outside the workplace, but one of the most important ways to make work fulfilling is to ensure that it doesn't come at the expense of the rest of the employees' lives. Workers say flexibility is their number one desire, and research shows it makes happier, more productive employees. Yet work has become less flexible and more time-consuming than ever in today's work environment of trying to do more with less. And of course, this is great in theory, but in our business, it's a lot of long hours, serving customers, a lot of people on their feet all day or behind a computer all day. So I'm not sure about how much more flexible somebody in this industry can be. And have you heard of mandatory disconnecting? Requiring people to take time off, including no calls or emails, increased employee satisfaction and performance, researchers at Harvard found. But they also discovered an unexpected benefit when workers couldn't contact colleagues on their days off. They realized they didn't need to be in touch around the clock even when people weren't on vacation. It's not just about a night off, but a night off is a catalyst. If we do it collectively to rethink the ways we work. That can be hard to do in this industry where customers need 24 seven service. And typically call an inside or outside salesman or an owner for around the clock service. So again, some of these things may sound fine in theory, but in our industry, it's service that means everything. And there may even come a time when you call it upon for, for caregiving. Today, most parents work outside the home and they report feeling stressed, exhausted, and in need of flexibility. Others are caring for their own parents or other family. But even when they do, caregiving doesn't stop after parents go back to work. Other helpful things are paid sick time, part-time schedules for new parents, uh, closing workplaces when schools are closed, and limited bonding activities for employees that happen in the evenings or on the weekends. Let's face it, you know, people do deserve a life. And it's not just for parents. People want time to go to the doctor or exercise or run errands or work on a side project or travel. And they'll be happier at work if they get it. There are creative ways to offer it, like giving people an hour off each week to do whatever they want. Letting people come in late or leave early and make up the time another day, no questions asked. Or letting people work from home on a regular basis depending on the position they hold or the job they do. Now, I'm a realist. I recognize that this isn't for everyone, and it can't be at the expense of the company's success and service. So again, this might sound fine and a great benefit to have, 
But let's face it, folks, we're here to serve customers, and that's got to be the priority in everything that we do. And uh, be, uh, I guess younger workers or older workers who have families, there's got to be a happy medium in there somewhere along the way. So in a lot of companies do have benefits of sick days and uh, certain incentive pay to, in fact, uh, give people more time to do things that they might want to do. And so that's just a, kind of the beginning on different ways to make the workplace better. And uh, we're going to talk about some more when we come back. But right now, we're going to take a quick break and go back to you, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And uh, today we are talking about how to make work better. And that call in number is 1 866. 472-5790. And I would be interested if you have some unique things that you do at your company uh, that you might like to share with the world. 
uh, either send me an email or call me after the show. We can talk about it. Uh, always looking for new and interesting concepts along the way. So that number is one 472 5790 And so as we're talking about making work better, another thing to do is to rethink meetings. Uh, a good way to find more time in the workday is to have fewer meetings. You know, people in big organizations say they spend up to 75% of their time preparing for and attending meetings. And many feel they're a waste of time and really chop up the workday, leaving little time for productivity. So you got to think about what's more important, productivity or the meeting. And it's important, I think, to keep meetings small, have an agenda, and end them early as possible so people have time to get back to work or work on getting to their next meeting. I don't know. Uh, but to really change the culture, people need to question whether they need each meeting in the first place, which often only happens with a drastic change. Only have meetings if they're necessary. Don't meet just to meet. And another concept is don't eat alone. I can remember in the old days eating lunch at the rental counter, uh, no, no time to punch in or out, and only hoping not many calls came in so I could chew or slide my poor boy sandwich to the side of my cheek to talk on the phone. It's almost like when we interviewed people, we'd like to check the size of their cheeks to see if they could handle talking on the phone with food stuck in the side of their mouth. I know that sounds a little crazy, but that's how it was in the old days. And, and people are more satisfied and productive when they work with friends. But fewer people say they have work friends these days. One way to make them is to eat lunch together, for example. A study of firefighters found that when they ate together, their performance improved. And work friendships can also be useful for your career. People can turn to friends when they need someone to advocate for them with a boss, for example. But research shows that men are more likely than women to tap friendships this way. One suggested an approach that uh, they saw at one company, women made packs to operate in pairs and talk about the other one's achievements, which raised the profile of all the women at the firm. And work friendships can also be useful for your career. People can turn to friends when they need someone to advocate for them with uh, a boss, for, for instance, or when they need financing for a new project uh, or even on a resume as a personal reference. Uh, but research shows that, again, men are more likely than women to tap friendships this way. And there's actually a, a book that I read uh, several years ago by Keith Ferrazzi, and his con the name of the book was Never Eat Alone. And this was more about networking than, than co-workers. But Keith is a master networker, and he opens up and shares his experiences and knowledge with the world. Uh, many of these experiences are insightful and illustrate the principles Keith is teaching. Now, however, Keith also enjoys showing off, and some passages end up focused on his accomplishment rather than networking principles. Keith also focuses on concrete suggestions of ways to build personal networks, many of which focus on ways to put yourself out there. And some of them are a little bit over the top, but 
it's a worthwhile read. And you know, while we're talking about that and, and never eat alone, I think sometimes our salespeople get a bad rap because the people who are inside uh, always see them out and they think, you know, the biggest decision that the salesman has is to who they're going to take to lunch that day. Well, folks, there's a lot more to it than that. It's, and your salesmen know it and the managers know it. And that's uh, typically a way to strengthen a relationship is to uh, sit down and actually break bread with somebody along the way. You'll be surprised what you can learn about people when you take an hour or so to dine with them. And what about how to hire? You know, you got to add diverse people to your team in a, in a rigorous, thoughtful way. Here's, here's some history. So way back when I was working the rental counter, my dad wouldn't hire anyone who even had facial hair. And blue jeans were not even allowed. The man was stripped. He thought that people with facial hair had a different attitude about life. And man, oh man, he wouldn't have survived in this day and, and time to see all of his uh, children and grandchildren who have beards and mustaches. But it's, uh, it's times have changed. But uh, that's how it was back in the 60s sometimes. He was a strict son of a gun. Also, in How to Hire, in the 70s, some symphony orchestra directors decided to try a new way to hire musicians. It was called blind hiring. The musicians played behind the screens and walked on carpeted floors so the judges couldn't tell if they were wearing heels or not. Symphony musicians had been mostly white men. The new method increased the chances that anyone could get hired. They were based on their talents, not what they look like. And also encouraged more people, diverse people, to apply for those types of jobs because they were confident that they'd be treated fairly. So, you know, hiring is one of the most important parts of work, but it can also be the least rigorous. Managers often ask questions that don't actually test what people will do on the job, and people are attracted to people who are most similar to them, often unconsciously. And that also gets back to asking about what their interests are, to learn more about them besides just what kind of a job performance that they might have. And especially today, you have to avoid your biases. Uh, the orchestra directors were not alone. You know, when people scan resumes, they actually prefer people, obviously, who have experience in our industry. And I think those are a lot more common today than they were decades ago. But those things have nothing to do with whether the applicant is a fit for the company's style of work or business strategy, for that matter. Especially today, as I see companies exhibiting at college job fairs to get them interested in our equipment industry, and at a time when just when I thought that there'd be enough talent out there through the consolidation that you wouldn't have to go out and do much recruiting, that people would be standing in line. But, you know, consolidation gives you the opportunity to take the best of the best from those other companies. And uh, I'll just leave that at that. And uh, new services mask identifying information on resumes and even allow recruiters to administer job-related tests without knowing people's identities. So they aren't swayed by biases before applicants have the chance to prove themselves. Interviews are most effective, researchers say, 
when each candidate gets asked the same questions and interviewers systematically compare answers. They should also include tasks that simulate on-the-job work, whether it's asking about, in our case, equipment or people skills and what their knowledge is about construction, uh, what types of equipment they may have been exposed to in the past, and the like. So another way to improve the workplace is to watch your language. Manage exceptional proven. When job postings include these words, more men apply. This is according to Texio, which helps companies write effective job listings. Words like sympathetic, fosters, and empathy typically attract more women. Instead, Textio suggests words that both men and women respond to in equal numbers, like extraordinary, visionary, or premier. Postings with gender-neutral language fill 14 days faster, Texio said, and bring in more diverse candidates. And benefits like family leave and performance-based incentives filled the jobs fastest. Offering vacation or sabbaticals, as opposed to leave, slowed down hiring. And again, I know a lot of companies have these benefits, but these are some of the questions that typically come up during the interview process and can either make or break you acquiring a good employee or not. And, you know, this day and age, treating people equally. And hiring equitably is the first step. Next is treating colleagues respectfully. Discrimination happens in ways overt and subtle like people interrupting in meetings, taking credit for ideas that weren't theirs, or handing out promotions and raises to people most similar to them. Not only is it hurtful, but it harms people's careers and stifles the flow of good ideas. Groups that penalize such behavior end up having more creative expression. Now, sometimes, it can be as easy as practicing what you learned in preschool when you were growing up. You know, in, in a good workplace, basic kindness goes a long way towards building respectful workplace cultures. And so here are some of the behaviors. Greet people. Don't interrupt. Credit the people who come up with good ideas, not the people who most loudly take credit for them. Don't multitask during a conversation. Don't text or write in email anything, anything you wouldn't say in person that don't go away. And as always, equal pay for equal work. In the past, women would earn 79 cents for every dollar men earned. That's according to the Census Bureau. But certain things have gone a long way towards closing the pay gap. 
One, know that men are much more likely to negotiate salary than women. So either make salary negotiation a part of every job offer or ban it altogether. Don't ask workers for their previous salaries, which perpetuates pay gaps from earlier in people's careers. And three, require less face time. When possible, let employees choose where and when work gets done. Again, that's great in theory, but in the rental industry, that doesn't always work. Economists have found that employers pay people disproportionately more for long hours. And with that, we're going to take another quick break and go back to Voice America. And when we come back, we will continue on with ways to make the workplace better. Back to you, Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions, too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit GenieLift.com. That's GenieLift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to RentalEquipTalkRadio at gmail.com. That's RentalEquipTalkRadio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
and welcome back. And today we are talking about how to make work better. Uh, you want to make a workplace where people actually want to work. And the next uh, item on the agenda is learn to listen. Meetings can be cesspools of disrespectful workplace behavior. There are ways to make sure everyone gets heard. Certain people tend to dominate the conversation. So stop and ask if everyone has had a chance to speak. And don't forget those on the phone or video conferencing, which happens a lot these days. Also, don't allow others <clears throat> excuse me, to take credit for other people's ideas. Redirect the conversation back to the person who originally raised it, saying something like, she just raised that same idea. Would she like to tell us more? And third, in a brainstorming meeting, ask people to come up with ideas alone and then discuss them together and have the leaders share last. That way, people aren't swayed by the group conversation or by people more senior than them. And always, 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 especially in today's business climate, prevent harassment. The most effective training researchers have found for preventing sexual and other types of harassment is bystander training, teaching everyone to speak up. It's everyone's responsibility. There are things everyone can do, from senior leaders to the rank and file, to create workplaces that make people want to work. And if you're interviewing, even job applicants can shape workplace culture. Ask questions about what you, what you value, the policies. Many job applicants don't ask these because they fear they'll make a bad impression on managers. But if that's the case, wouldn't you rather find out before you start the job? So also, remember that job interviews go in two directions. Employers are trying to sell themselves to you. And if they know certain things are important to applicants, they're more likely to institute them. Research has shown, for instance, that millennials are more likely to ask about flexible schedules during interviews and that employers are changing their policies as a result. And again, our industry, that ain't so easy to do because we need people there all the time. And if you're rank and file, take advantage of your company's benefits. Some people don't use things like parental leave or flex time because they're worried they'll get penalized in pay or promotions. And unfortunately, there's evidence that they might be. But people will stop being penalized and workplace cultures will change if everyone does it. Of course, it has to be planned and organized with superiors. Other easy things to try is tell colleagues when they did a good job. Listen when they talk. Take turns and ask them to lunch. If you see someone treating a colleague poorly, ask that colleague if they're okay, especially if they've just been reprimanded on something. Now, 
if you're a boss, your actions speak louder than words. And people are watching them closely. Even more if you're the top boss. So here are a few suggestions of small changes you can make that'll help change the tone in your office. Set the example for a flexible, empathetic culture. Leave before dinner time, even if you keep working at home. And if you leave a meeting early for family reasons, tell people that's the reason. Also, tell people their work is important and show it too. Make sure they know how it fits into the organization's broader mission, no matter how junior the person is, and do the work yourself. Spend a day at the front line taking care of customers or on sales calls or delivering products. You'd be amazed if you have to jump back into those boots and help solve people's problems with your equipment. And talk to your employees. Ask people about what they do, what they want to do in five years, and how you can help them get there. Let people work on the stuff they're most passionate about. We even have an equipment company uh, here in New Orleans that uh, heavy construction, and they have some of their people in the ads. And one of the guys says, I'm a rental salesman now, but I hope in five years that I can be a a branch manager. He's got a plan. So those are just some of the things that you can do to make work better. So once we know how to make work better, we have to make sure you have a great foundation to a company culture. There are several priorities that are the foundation to a great company. Top performers look for the gaps at work and seek to fill them, either through their own efforts or through the efforts and talents of others. Since in some cases, so many people are underutilized at work, they know that many talents, sadly, go unused at work. They're curious about people, They want to know what people really want to be working on. They want to know whether people are a good fit for particular roles. They want to know where else they might do be a better fit or where else their talents may take them. Where do they want to go? Where do they want to see themselves? Most workplaces are short on talent and resource thin. So, they have to do with what they've got. But it doesn't mean that people cannot grow into other positions or learn the skills to get there. It simply takes dedication and drive and initiative to get them there. Great company cultures require respect, appreciation, and turn-taking. And we've talked a lot about company culture in previous shows along the way. So if you want to learn any more about that, you might go back to some of the old podcasts. <clears throat> and most important in this industry is the service focus, which is the backbone of the equipment rental industry. 
questions to ask. What is required to be of service here? Focus on service, even when it's hard. Default to service. How can you best help? Your focus on service sets the standard for others to follow. It shows you're selfless, willing to put others first. You're a servant leader, always looking to see what needs to be done, where the gaps are. You ask, where are we weak? And then you try to fill in those weaknesses. And sometimes this can be a joint effort, not you solely, but as a team and bringing people together to help solve the problem. When you're service-minded, you're not thinking about the how, you're thinking about the who. Who do we have that can help us win this? Who can we put on it? Whose talent can we leverage here? Who's with us? Who is underutilized? Who is the best fit here? Who wants to stretch themselves to take this on and then act accordingly. And while not everyone will be eager to take on more assignments, there are a few who are. It seems that everything they touch gets done. They develop a reputation as the go-to person for important projects. They lead and see them through completion. They are on it. And with that, we'll take our last break before the last section and come back to you with other ways about helping your culture. Back to you, Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. 
The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to our last segment of the show today. We've been talking about uh, how to make work better, a better workplace. And we've moved from that into make sure that you have a great foundation to a company culture once you've got a great place to work. And there are some priorities that the foundation to a great company culture make. And we just left off by talking about the service focus and in our business, it's the backbone of the equipment rental industry. <clears throat> and then we talk to about people. And some people develop a reputation as the go-to person for important projects. They lead and see them through to completion. They're on it. These are extremely valuable people to the organization. They're dedicated, driven, focused, and fierce. Assigning work to them means you get it back on time and well executed. You can't pay these people enough. They're the hard workers and willing talent stretchers. They'll take on projects out of their comfort zone just to stretch themselves. They seek excitement in it. Unfortunately, they're rare. If you're lucky enough to have them inside your organization, do everything you can to keep them engaged. They love the challenge of new projects and stretch goals. They relish them. In fact, take advantage of this and create opportunities for them to shine. Nothing will make these types of people happier. So what keeps people coming back to work? What do you think will be the most important reason to keep people coming back to work? Would it be pay, engagement, contribution, or appreciation? Most people would say pay because that one seems to be the most obvious. But studies prove that the number one reason people show up to work is to be respected and appreciated. That's the reason. With this being the reason, you'd think it'd be more of a priority to people to push workplace respect and appreciation. And you'd be wrong. Toxic workplaces still abound. They're damn near everywhere. Why? There's no particular reason. Even when creating a great place to work isn't all that hard, toxic workplaces ooze away. And the number two most important reason people show up to work is engagement. 
People want to have their head in the game. They also want to have skin in the game. The skin can be in the form of ideas, effort, contribution, or money. We need to know we're all in, that we're to make things happen, that we are actively contributing to the company's success, that we are making a difference, that we are in it to win it. An engaged worker is a happy worker. The legendary Disney characters whistling while they work is, is a real thing. It happens. Just maybe not at your workplace. Typically, if you see somebody working, you wonder if they're on something or not. Uh, anyway, the third most important reason people show up to work is pay. This is not an area to skimp. Sure, not every company can afford to pay well, but employee comp ought to be the top priority, too. You must pay up for talent. There's no other option. If you can't pay for talent, the talent goes to your competition. Pay is a component of the aforementioned respect. Low pay equals low respect. This will never change. If you don't pay enough to prove to people you care about their contribution and what they're doing for you on a daily basis, they equate this to low respect for what you want them to do. The only way to correct this is to have a good compensation plan and to stick to it and respect your people's hard-earned money. Nothing messes with a person like messing with their pay. Good pay is the support structure for employee engagement, appreciation, and respect. Don't ever forget this. And remember, too, that you can always build an incentive pay to pay people for doing not just their job, but doing a, an extraordinary job, setting benchmarks, uh, be it revenue, be it number of contracts written per day, be it the reduction of uh, customer service calls or whatever the case may be. And I think those are very common in our industry today. These three top priorities are the foundation to a great company and their culture, respect, appreciation, engagement. With respect to order, these are the things people look for in a wonderful company to work for. This is what keeps people around, engaged and happy with their work. And this is what employers want, engaged, happy workers who stick around and don't leave the organization. It becomes a virtuous circle. Create your virtuous circle today and watch employee engagement soar. So I would love to hear from folks out there about what they do to keep their people engaged and happy. And so how is your workplace? Do you have suggestions uh, that others might want to implement? Send me an email. Talk about what you do to make people work better and stay with you longer, which is so, so important in our industry today. So don't forget that email address is rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. 
And don't forget, as I close, uh, about my book. Remember, it's kind of a crazy title. A little shock value on Amazon. Screw you. The comeback is always stronger than the setbacks. And I'm betting that we've got a lot of great stories out there that we could air to uh, get people's attention. And don't forget that you can always call or text me at 504-615-0540. And always, you can listen on demand. I'm amazed at the number of podcasts that get listened to on a weekly basis, some of them dating back to a year. And uh, it's very gratifying to know that people go back and look at some of the old, listen to some of the old shows, um, things like OSHA and Silica, uh, environmental issues in the workplace, in the rental stores, these types of things. So there's a lot of uh, year-old information now as we're in our second year. So I hope some of the issues discussed today either helped or provoked more questions for the success of your business and for the betterment of your business and your employees along the way. And next week we'll have some more open forum with uh, some in- more interesting ideas and views, I hope. Uh, and always, if you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest, advertise, or have a question, need a guest speaker or consultant, please let me know. And remember, if you're interested in representation in buying or selling a business, think about WGL Consulting. That website is WGLConsulting.com. And today's quote, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. So said the late Steve Jobs. So it's been my honor to spend this time with you today. I'm Donald Charbonnet, your host and author and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, always make time for the things that make you happy to be alive. Be safe. Good renting. Until next week, have a good one. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.